This is the Glorious Fantasy Football League Podcasts. Now for your hosts, Matt the Commish and Alex the Mush. Welcome back, everybody, to the Glorious Fantasy Football League Podcast. It's Alex the Mush, and he's Matt the Commish. We are What's back. Go- What's going on, guys? We're back. Um, week We're two. Back. Woohoo! Um, we survived two weeks. No one has left the league this week. So we're one and zero in that regard. So congratulations to everyone for sticking it out for two weeks for some of you. Um, uh, at this point, we can only go uh, and try for another two weeks. Let's hope for that. Um, did you have a good week, Matt? I I, I think you uh you may have had one of your worst fantasy performances in recorded glorious fantasy football league history. Uh, probably. Um, you would have beat me. I would have beat not. Yeah, I would have beaten you. I would have beaten. <laughs> you ran into <clears throat> the unlikely buzzsaw that was Ben's bathroom bouncers. So hey, uh, wasn't as a bunch of as a bouncer as much as uh Alan was. Holy crap! Alan even put up a a two o three burger. Two two hundred burgers in one week. Um, and and just when we thought Tim was sitting atop the throne, um, of highest point score this week, Aaron Jones got. Bed. Let's just dive right into it. I'll, I'll talk about your unfortunate um, dismantling at the hands of Benjamin's bathroom bouncers. Uh, huge week for King Henry returning to fantasy relevance. It's not like he had a terrible week in week one, but you put up a 50 burger and, and that is worth starting off the top rope and, and just diving straight down into um, praise and, and reminding you why he is probably going to be if he's putting up six catches a week there's no question he could be running back one by the time the year is over but i I think it's going to regress a little bit i don't see that being a regular thing for tennessee even though their defense has not been stellar um i'll just leave that at that um i would say uh again just looking back on this performance of course big derrick henry the big 52 point performance Surprising for Tim, uh, George Kittle. What what happened to George Kittle? Is he is do you, he's a great athlete. He he is a very good player at the tight end. But in terms of a fantasy asset, is it time to sell on on George Kittle and see what you can get back for him, or or what's going on there? I I think the same thing kind of goes with the receivers, like. <laughs> um... It's a, Kyle, it's a Kyle Shanahan offense, so anyone could be relevant at any sort of time. There's really no consistency there. Unless your um, name is Debo Samuel. But even him itself, like if I had Debo Samuel right mm-hmm. now, I'm shopping him so hard and trying to getting that an upgrade at wide receiver over him. So oh, I get that, 100%. Because it's, it's only going to be a matter of time when uh, Brandon Ayuk gets back on the field and starts becoming what he was yet last year. Exactly. Um, so... For Kittle, Kittle's going to get his when he needs it, but the problem is he hasn't been getting it. So, um, is he the at is he probably the the best overall tight end in football and football purposes? Absolutely, uh, but in fantasy purposes, you just can't trust him. It's hard to do right now. Um, just looking at your side of the matchup, um, I, I as you kind of alluded to, it, it's a one in three option of so which Tampa Bay wide receiver gets the shaft. And unfortunately, it was Antonio Brown against Atlanta. They got up big early, and they didn't really need to keep throwing it around the yard. Uh, well, but the focus here, was... here's the, here's the thing too with that. I mean, look at Mike Evans. Mike Evans doesn't did absolutely nothing week one, and then week two he goes off. Week three, exactly. who's he who's he face week three? I believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week three have a glorious matchup against the Rams in Los Angeles. Who is Mike Evans going to be getting? Um, in Los Angeles. Hmm, I believe his name is Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, Ramsey's going to destroy him. He's going to give another zero catch performance. So, <laughs> um, I don't think that defense can stop all four of those options because you have to consider Gronk now to be a viable option. It's just eh, throwback we'll, Thursday. We'll, we'll, like we'll, get to, we'll get to Gronk in a little bit because that's right. Not, not the right team. But um, DJ Moore, you got to feel good about his performance. 11 targets, 8 catches. Good, good touchdown there, and that Carolina team early undefeated. I would not have put them at two and zero. I would have had them on the other side of the O for that win loss record. But that that looks good. Sam Darnold looks like a quarterback now. 
Oh, imagine that. Uh, uh, we'll go into your matchup with Daniel, where you just barely survived. Um, what should we take from this? Um, I think uh, Eckler getting catches in the backfield, nine catches this week compared to zero the week before against Washington. That's that's phenomenal. I'll take it. Um, exactly T Higgins, T Higgins is like I don't know how the best way to describe it. Like he's taking another step uh, with that offense. He's being overlooked. Um, he's pretty much like Jerry Rice out there. He either puts hundred yards up there or he scores a touchdown. So there's a lot of mouths to feed in Cincinnati, and, and it's not a bad offense, but it's just like, well, what what to, what can the defense do to help? Yeah, and, and, and it, it, both sides are just kind of like okay. Uh, Tyree Kill got held in check by uh, by Baltimore, which, which that, I thought that was very surprising. How that, much that, I was like waiting for <clears> him <throat> to just pop off, and then and then him to just get fed, but only four targets. It made Jamal Williams fantasy relevant on Monday night in order for me to win that game. That seemed yeah. bizarre. Uh, for Daniel's side, he the only bright spot he's got is Cooper Cup. The little um, Cooper Cup. I think it's only a matter of time before people start keying on Cooper Cup. They're just they're really not they're not really not shadowing him at all. I mean, they feel like they're uh, they're kind of not even targeting him. I don't know if you've really watched that the first game or the second game. It looks like they uh, they kind of let him let him run run let him run rampant the entire 21 time. Twenty one targets. That's huge. Yeah, I mean that's huge. I mean the first game it wasn't even that much because <clears throat> um, they only they were on the field for like forty snaps. Something like that. Yeah. Something crazy. Um, so they're highly efficient offense. They're going to score. Their defense is not as good as it was the last, the past two years. And you can see that with giving up 24 points to Indianapolis. Um, that's the only bright spot I could see. Um, I think Metcalf's going to get right sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carson's getting the only work in Seattle, but I feel like he needs a better snap share. Um, Kamara just had a bad game as Carolina. Uh, Tannehill just does not look like Tannehill he did last year um, or since he became quarterback. I think they said last year he had nine, nine total turnovers the entire year and mm-hmm. he's at seven already this year. So, or, or six or something like that. I saw it's just like that it, crazy. It's getting up there. That's for sure. Um, yeah. Just taking a look. Uh, he had a total of um, six fumbles all of 2020. And he threw all of, I believe, six interceptions in 2020. So he he's ahead of schedule We on that regard, absolutely. Kamara will bounce back. I think I just also want to echo that. Um, so um, don't sell the farm, Daniel. Things will get better, but maybe a little bit proper placement. of Keep starting. riding the carousel, brother. That's all I could tell you, man. Yes, and, and, and go to the double down. So <laughs> just keep double down, yes. Just believe that. And piranhas. Just, you know what we're talking about. I hope y'all were taking notes last night. Um, how about we talk about another fun matchup? How about we talk about the $100 man, Elijah Mitchell, on flying even higher, taking on the Swamp Falls. I, I know it's one week, so you can't really expect the ROI in one week. But, oh, wait, you didn't even start your $100 man. Well, and it really the positive sense of it is that at least Elijah Mitchell is going to get the get all the work now. I know. Because everyone else is injured. I know. And <coughs> it's amazing. That matchup is intriguing, though. If you look at that, Matt with Matt Stanton, fake Matt uh, with the win, one sixty-five to one hundred twenty-four. Um, Christian McCaffrey, welcome back to fantasy relevance. Continuing his uh, reminder that he he is potent. Uh, Devontae Smith. He got a lot of targets, not a lot of catches. Is that just rookiness, or was that game flow that San Fran's defense is actually legit? Nah, um, I just think it was game flow. I think uh, Jalen did not have a good game. Um, that kind of dictated that that part of it for Devontae Smith. Um, so, well, I, it's judge jury's still out. Same with like Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, thank God he got in the end zone this time because uh, mm-hmm. last week was not good either. Yep, yep. There's lots of bright spots on Mr. Stanton's roster if performances like this can continue to oh, happen. Oh, Sutton. Let's talk about Sutton. I don't oh, know if you've heard, if you heard this stat already yet. Who leads, oh, the, who, leads the, who leads the league in air yards? And for people who don't really know what air yards mean is oh, yes. <clears throat> how far the ball travels before it hits Mr. Sutton's hands. 
So that That's is like air flying yard. through the air, not just yak, which is yards after the catch, but actually flying through the air. The ball is flying, and then you catch the ball. That's Correct. air yards, basically. For those, yeah. Well, air yards was mean before it hits your hands or before like that. So I, I'm guessing a it's catchable not Tyree pass. Kill. It is not Tyree Kill. It's Cortland Sutton. And then there you go. Which we all say, two gloves Teddy is not a uh, not a thrower down the down the field, but he has been the first two weeks. Yep. So. Got to be happy with the defense putting up more points than your flex guy. I think that's also nice when you can get that in a win. Yeah, two pick sixes from uh, the from uh, Buccaneers. One Definitely player, helped. really. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny Galladay is just a shell of himself uh, right now. I mean, I don't know what's going on. Uh, Jason Garrett needs to figure out a way to get him involved, uh, Baby Tron, because, man, they are not using him the right way. No. Shepard's, uh, but going back to the other, other side of it, Shepard looks like a freaking monster. Yeah, and that's really not surprising. He he is, he he has more rapport with Jones, and and he and Galladay. There was a little bit of a spat on Thursday night, if you saw it. Um, he he's wanting a little, uh, as what we said, as Mr. Johnson, Mr. Keyshawn Johnson, would said, "Throw me the damn ball." Um, felt like there was a little bit of that going on. Um, but yeah, looking at Harry's side of it, Aaron Rodgers, awesome. Bobby Tanyan. Good. You need double digit points out of your tight end if you want to win in this league. But, and we, um, we can talk about this kind of revisiting your matchup a little bit. There was a couple of players on Dallas that kind of no called, no showed. Mari Cooper, three well, for 24. We all knew there's, there's going to be weeks of Mari Cooper. Mari Cooper is the most, is the probably one of the most boom bust wide receivers out there right now because, mm-hmm. um, I also think the, the Dallas offense kind of revamped itself for a week, uh, week two. And said we're going to run the ball and we're going to run it down everyone's throat, um, just because yeah, we, but- we passed it so much in week one. So we're kind of balancing out, so they don't really know what to prepare for. Even with the five point performance, he's still top ten right now in overall PPR points for fantasy. That's well, dude, he had a, he had like seventeen catches. Monster in- week. Yeah, it was a monster week. Week one, he, he could have had four weeks worth of points in one game. So you're like, can I just? stretch that out as a series of installments instead of just one lump sum that would be great but yeah no. <clears throat> that's what that's what i feared myth with amari cooper and which was correct um but hey it is what it is it is what um, it is stanton stanton's uh, got a, a, a vintage lamar jackson performance and a vintage christian mccaffrey performance and then everyone else not doing terrible uh, Sutton did have a good game with his nine receptions for 159 lots yards. and lots of bench points for Harry doesn't really add up to a victory in the win column though. Hey, maybe he'll uh, take a gummy or find out how to open the gummy, the gummy box Ooh. and he'll be able to put some, put some uh, bench players in the starting spots next you week. Never know. Maybe that hundred dollar man could finally pay off. You yep. Uh, Allen versus Sean. We kind of covered this in the beginning. Allen uh, 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 pretty much had every, almost all of his players beat his projection other than Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson does not looks like the end of the season, Robbie Anderson um, from last year, which I did fear. He is the third guy in line right now. He would need a, an injury to DJ Moore or Christian McCaffrey uh, to be fantasy relevant. You have to treat him going forward as a wide receiver three or even a wide receiver four, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Leonard Fournette does get the majority of the work because Tommy loves him. Um, it's just too hard to tell. I couldn't start him in any sort of confidence. Uh, Travis Kels had a freaking phenomenal catch in like 40 yard run. That was mm-hmm. phenomenal on Sunday night. Um, for Sean, uh, the bright spot, um, man, uh, Corey Davis just got shut down by new England, but that I knew that was going to happen just due to that rookie quarterback versus Bill Belichick equals bad things happen. Yep. <clears throat> Antonio Gibson, man, it just, I don't know, man, it, they're not, they said Christian McCaffrey light. It looks like it's, Christian McCaffrey's backup out there. Christian um, McCaffrey zero. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, David Montgomery came back, but came back to earth. Twenty carries for sixty-one yards. I feel more of that stat line happening this year than the the stat line versus the Rams. So mm-hmm. that's good. Um, or I mean, not saying that's good, but that's what I just feel for David Montgomery. He's just not a. He's a wide receiver. Sorry, a running back and uh, back end RB two, in my opinion, just with the opportunity. Um, Derek Carr has been, Derek Carr has been very, very interesting this year. They've been throwing the ball a lot, but I think that's to do with Josh Jacobs injuries. 
Marquez Callaway is almost droppable right now at this point. Uh, the surprising thing is that Panthers defense, that Panthers defense is real. Uh, the first two, the first two weeks have shown they are a real defense. And that was what I wanted to cover with the Panthers. I think that's the biggest thing is they upgraded that defense and made it, mm-hmm. made it somewhat um, relevant. Somewhat so, relevant indeed. I think uh, the Panthers are going to surprise a lot of players. I thought a lot of teams this year, I think they're going to be uh, one of those nine and what is it? Nine and eight or yeah, nine and eight now. So it'd probably be, I'd say 10, 10 and eight. No, 10 and okay. seven. Ten and you. seven teams uh, this year. That's going to sneak. That's going to be in the playoffs. But that's my my little prediction right there on the Panthers. As long as they could stay healthy. Yeah. Hopefully, you get. You only want. You never hear like to hear about injuries. We never. We never want to ask for bad things to happen to people. Un- unless. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll, no, we'll, we we'll cover that up soon. I guess we have to talk about my game at some point. We already, did already. Yeah. But I. I, I feel like. It, it should have been a bigger blowout. I don't know why. I just never. I always make it close between myself and Daniel, for no reason. Okay, go no ahead and get the next matchup. I think you got a. Uh... Oh, the other Shatsman. Yeah, Frank. Good job, Frank. You didn't lose. Man, you that, pillow, pillow fight of the week right there. A little bit, but it it, it he's two and zero. Oh. He, he, he you you can win the pillow fight, but you have to win the game. If, if, you know what I mean? It, 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 one team has to emerge victorious. And I think that was really hampered by the fact that uh, the number 13 overall pick in the draft and the number 12 overall pick in the draft are, are in an offense that is um, up a creek without a paddle now that Tua is hurting. Um, bruised ribs, left the game. Uh, enter <laughs> Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> Forgot he's even alive. Um, making it close still because of the Thursday night performance from Terry McLaurin still being scary and the, as mentioned, Rob Gronkowski being in throwbacks. Um, glad to see your pickup of DJ Shark is paying off one game in. I wanted better for you, Austin, on that one. I did. But on the bench, 29.4 points for one Rondale Moore of the Arizona Cardinals. I let's guess let's, let's cover that. I'm, I'm, he's, is he the new Larry Fitzgerald out there, dude? He has just it is phenomenal to see his numbers. When if you were to look at just his his targets, yeah. receptions, and yards, you're yeah. like, man, this guy is there. Then you look at his snap counts. Yes, they've increased from 29 percent to 46 percent in snap snap share rate, but mm-hmm. that's a crazy efficiency that's just not going to sustain. So for me, I would be totally out on Rondell Moore until I see 60% or greater uh, and him taking over that, that third wide receiver slot. Um, I agree. Over, who's over? I know Christian Kirk's a- the second. G- and a- a- well, AJ Green, Green. Then, then Christian Kirk. So mm-hmm. he's got a pass. That's a crowded he's, wide receiving room. He's got to pass one of those guys. Um, to be I mean, more Kirk's relative. involvement isn't all that like you know like mind-blowingly great that's the thing kirk's getting the higher snap percentage but never more than like two-thirds in any game so far and only nine targets barely uh getting 100 plus yards in those two but he he got paid off in week one with the two touchdowns against a a so-so tennessee defense i feel like we're dealing with right now Mm -hmm. i mean we're gonna we're gonna see what happens right here but for me right now, I am out on Rondell Moore, and I'll be, and I will love to eat it later on and say that I was sure. wrong, but I'm going to say it right now. I think this is just a, a one week fluke for Rondell Moore until he gets more of a snap share rate. I mean, AJ Green's kind of listed as the backup to DeAndre Hopkins, but he has a higher snap percentage than both Moore and Kirk right now. Who oh, are he, he is 100 percent the wide receiver too. He's playing opposite of. Uh, of Hopkins for sure. I, I don't know if that's smart because he there's way too many drops. I feel like and missed opportunities. He's five catches on twelve total targets. Did get a touchdown to bail him out, but I I don't honestly know if you can believe in that because I don't know if the production is gonna will. I, I think they're gonna realize more is the better long term play. Hopefully, yeah. but you never know. Well, the to something about talking about drops. Remember last year who was having the dropsy issue that everyone he got benched in the middle of the game. Uh, Deontay Johnson. I've heard of him. Uh, he actually has the most uh, most targets without a drop this year, with 22 targets and no drops. 
The only thing that's hopefully going to drop on him going forward is his injury status. I know he picked up a knock in the middle of the game last week. Yep, we'll cover that soon. But that just like I said, this uh, just something I just saw over talking about the dropsies. But uh, yep. Um, for uh, for Mister Tulity, man, he needs to play upside. Kind of a lot of upside guys with how his injuries have been. So. Mm-hmm. He's going to probably have to play Rondell more. Um, I understand why, and I'm not going to ever – I will never question. judge question you for it. But, uh, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Um, but Frank gets to run into the buzzsaw, the the top of the flare conference. If you get a win that week, I think that's going to help you. Uh, maybe it gets gets me one and two of a two-game lead going into the uh, interconference play. So that's something I definitely would suggest for you to accomplish mm-hmm. if you want to make sure – uh, you're a playoff contender or not. Playoffs? Yep. Uh, final matchup we have is Clark versus Andrew. Uh, Clark pretty much wiped the floor with Andrew this week. Um, Kyler Murray just seems like every like everything you want to be. Uh, and more. I will cover Dar- uh, Darrell Henderson after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he has been getting majority of the snaps, which is phenomenal. Good to see Devontae Adams is alive. Tyler Lockett, let's talk about Tyler Lockett. Okay. Is, is his numbers going to sustain as wide receiver two with 31 points in week one and 36 points in week two? We've I mean, seen this before. I, I, I feel like we've, we've seen this movie a couple of times, but he hasn't had a wide receiver on the other side of the field that's garnering as much attention as Decaf Metcalf. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like they're putting way too much focus on stopping DK because of his explosive ability more than Tyler Lockett. Uh, I think, ten, like I said, we, he they got cake matchups the first two weeks. Minnesota's going to be an even bigger one for them because they can't stop a nosebleed either. I think you're really going to see whether or not this is legit for weeks four through six, possibly even week seven. Uh, to some extent, I think New Orleans defense had a bad, not a bad week, but it, it was a Carolina offense that wasn't exactly – bowling them over they they just been not they, they they're a bend not break defense new orleans is but again i think these weeks four through six for tyler lockett are going to be telling us to whether or not he can sustain this or whether or not he and metcalf can equal out and get a little bit equal target share going forward correct so i mean think about it if you, there's three weeks that uh, that uh, tyler lockett had phenomenal weeks which is week 17 against san francisco mm-hmm. um a week three against dallas nine receptions for 100 yards and three touchdowns and then the 15 receptions 200 yards three touchdown game against arizona for 58 points so a um, 50 burger almost a 60 um those will clog your arteries man so he's he's kind of on the he had like i said cake matchups first two weeks um Oh with yeah. Them. I think people are going to start to get, give him a little more, uh, a little more attention. Yep. Um, I think he's a good, good receiver. I just don't, I don't think the sustainable for your wide receiver one numbers. I think he's a, he's a wide receiver two, wide receiver three, uh, with a, with a boom potential for wide receiver one numbers. What's the more bad surprising stat line? Goddard with two catches for twenty four yards, or Chenault? I think it was more of an injury concern. Uh, with negative three receiving yards. I don't know. I mean, don't you want to trade for him like every three seconds with Clark? I really was hoping Chenault would have done better um, I because they, they love him in that organization. They really do. Um, but you weren't going to – I don't I, – interesting selection to have him over Hollywood Brown and known wide receiver one. Um, albeit you in can't a tru- you can't trust right. you can't trust Hollywood Brown. That's the problem, man. You just can't trust him. It's a sketchy thing. I know he's not even getting three quarters of the snaps. Uh, it is it is still very much a run first offense. But with that matchup against KC, you can throw on him, and they, he demonstrated that hundred percent. Um, let's talk about these injury bugaboos. Yeah, so let's go. We'll go to Darrell Henderson. Uh, Darrell Henderson has a rib cartilage injury um, right now, which is can, can, it's not something that's going to hurt him personally. It's a, more of a pain tolerance issue uh, mm-hmm. for him because it is in your ribs. It's a rib cartilage. Nothing is puncturing or anything like that, but it is all about uh, injury. Sorry, uh, pain management. Um, 
I think it's a two to three week injury, maybe even four weeks, just based on uh, if he can if he can heal it because it could take some time. Uh, I believe a Cam Akers had this injury last year, um, and this is the same injury that Aaron Don or Darnold had before the right before the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So there, his was two to three weeks for a running back, three to four, maybe five, because he's Darrell Henderson and he's always hurt. Um, so this is a prime opportunity for uh, Sony. Sony Michelle to be back to fantasy relevance. Um, he, what it looks like this year, it looks like Sean McVay is going 100% with one running back the entire time. So uh, best recoveries for Darrell. Um, but if he, if Sony does play very, very well when Darrell's out, I would not be surprised if you saw a 50-50 rate or everything go to Sony. If Sony plays like crap. Uh, Darrell's going to come right back in and be the running back one, and Sony's to be relegated back to the bench. So that is my theory on Darrell Henderson. Your new, your new third down running back, if there is going to be such a thing, to spell Sony Michelle is rookie Jake Funk. So get down with the Funk. Uh, that is five foot ten Jake Funk. <laughs> if you really need a desperation heave, fake junk. Yeah, yeah, that that that's. I think they misspelled it at the at the hospital. You're probably right. It is fake junk. <laughs> um, um, who else got injured? Chanel got injured. Not yes, not did. doesn't seem in, doesn't seem like it's going to be uh, something that's going to be long term. Um, but they right. feel they feel that it they could be a pain management issue with the shoulder. Nothing mm-hmm. scary. So I'd say maybe one to two weeks. Maybe play this week just in case. But I think one to two weeks. Got to you. Got to protect the uh, the young talent. Uh, they're not. They're not going anywhere. They know that. So, we'll we'll, we'll shift to a different position and, and and talk about a quarterback now that is injured. Andy Dalton. I mean, he's not exactly fantasy relevant to begin with, but it begs the question: Why not just start Justin Fields? I'm not sure who's forcing this hand to continue to push Andy Dalton out there. But I I'm I'm question. telling you, Andy Dalton's got a freaking a hitman on Matt Nagy's wife or his kids or something because there is no reason why Andy Dalton should be the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears or for any team for any team for that matter I mean he had his revenge week they got the they got the win over Cincinnati it's time to get the give the keys to the guy that you drafted you traded up for give them the keys and see where it goes let me ask a question to you then Mm -hmm. players like David Montgomery Allen Robinson, I guess to an extent, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, do they have a, a better floor with someone like Dalton or the potential for a higher ceiling with Fields? Do you think that's a strong enough hope to to want to see Dalton ride out into the sunset and fade away so that way Fields gets his chance? I think at first it's going to be a little rough. But yeah. I think once after we kind of get more game flow, you start seeing the game. And gets prepared for it. I think mm-hmm. Mooney is going to be a, is going to be a more fantasy relevant uh, running back. Uh, Cole Komet can be more fantasy relevant as well. Um, everything across the board could be more fantasy relevant. But the biggest thing is is you got to you got to make sure um, mm-hmm. you win games. That, that's that's kind of nice if you do that. That that always makes everyone feel good at the end of the day. But Very um. Does does Justin Fields give him the best chance to win? Absolutely. Um, if and yeah. if I'm wrong, I mean, if color me surprised if I'm wrong, but I I, I think he's a better quarterback than Andy Dalton. So I sorry. Agree. Another quarterback that is hurted in, in is one Carson Wentz. I feel like this is um, a broken record at this point. However, um, he has injured two ankles. That is the most a human can have. Um, so congratulations on making both of your ankles hurt at the same time. Grab mm-hmm. them as much as you need to, Carson, because that's what you do. You just make us grab our ankles and hope and pray. Um, it's, I, 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 the Jacob Easton era, I, I don't know about all that. Um, if, as much as you'd like to see Michael Pittman exploding over these last two weeks, because he's really the only person getting a humongous amount of target share um, to this point. Is it something where 
how how much could you sell on a Michael Pittman right now to someone for a second year player? Like what what's the return on that? Do you think you, someone could pull off on that one? Not in our league. I'm sorry, I totally like spaced out when you were talking about. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Now hang on, sir. I'm going to ask you a question. Go ahead. What, sorry. What, what what you have a lot going on right now. You're trying to run a league. You're trying to. Um, at least be second in command in, in your home. I, I understand those are. Oh, listen, times. number one, uh, number one. If you're, when you ever you you get married again, you're again? never you're never you're never going to be in command. You always oh. are plus our second fiddle. Okay. You're, you are always the person who is yes, dear, whatever you say. Okay, that's, that's good to know. I'm going to take notes on that. Never in charge ever got it okay yep um so that's why he he kicks our asses all up and down the yard because it's the only thing he's okay all right now it makes sense anyway the question was michael Pittman right now did not have a great week one had a very good week two still no touchdowns um how high can you sell michael Pittman after this week two performance you can't you can't because you don't know who the quarterback is it's (laughs) And you can't trust Jacob Eason, so you, you just you have to hold for now because you're not yeah. going to get you're not going to get proper value. You're not going to get someone above uh, Antonio Brown, for instance, and or that yeah. or that entrance. I mean, that's and that's a wide receiver three. So you're going to probably have to just stay and and hope that he's a wide receiver three, wide receiver four going forward with Jacob mm-hmm. Eason. But I think uh, I think Carson's going to have I think two to three weeks off. I think he's going to be he'll come back uh, very soon. Um, just based on their one, their I think they're one and one now, right? Uh, I believe somehow the Indianapolis horses are zero and two. Oh, well, maybe not. They maybe. did not win Week One when they took on in, that, in their unfortunate circumstance, your Seattle Sea Chickens. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, they 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 lost to the Sea Chickens twenty-eight to see sixteen, and then, then lost the in Week Two to this Los Angeles Rams team. So they're having a little bit of a tour of the NFC West right now. Um, yeah, they, they finally get some uh, familiar uh, faces in the Tennessee Titans in week three. And my God, I don't want to be a Colts fan right now. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it's tough to be a Colts fan because you had so many good years with Peyton Manning and yeah. then uh, a little bit with Andrew Luck, but he was alive and healthy. Yeah. I mean, don't you love Andrew Luck? I have thoughts. Anyways, um, another, another injury to another injury to note, uh, not quarterback, but injury to note oh, would be Deva- would be Devonte Johnson or Deontay Johnson. Deontay. Hurt his yep mm-hmm. hurt he hurt his knee in the uh, the last play of the game. Um, the Steelers say it's not uh, it's not major, no ACL, no MCL, anything like that. But to Deontay Johnson's Twitter or Instagram made it sound like he's going to be out for a little bit of time. So Deontay Johnson missing some time, uh, no ETA on the time frame. Nope. But I would say uh, who's going to benefit the most with Deontay out is going to be Mr. A, Juju Smith-Schuster is going to get a lot okay. more targets. And okay. B, Claypool is going to start being a solid wide receiver three floor with wide receiver two uh, upside. Yeah, we saw that last year. Is that whenever one of those three was down, the other two benefited uh, from their from the other's absence. And at some point, multiple of them were down, and then a guy like James Washington uh, became somewhat fantasy relevant. So uh, I feel like it's that's a name to keep an eye on for next week's waiver wire. If Deontay Johnson somehow finds his way out of out of work for a couple of weeks, as mentioned. Yeah, um, I'm out. I'm out on James Washington. I mean, they. He's been getting every single opportunity to to get in within those three wide receivers, but he is not there yet. Um, yeah. So Tough. I know we I know we requested for a trade was not granted that, but uh, he's enough to try to pull himself through again. Very much so. Any other injuries? Uh, I know we Josh Jacobs was a was out, um, and he's listed as questionable right now for week three. I think it was a short, the short week kind of uh, pushed him out for this week. I think they want to get get him healthy, long yeah, that season was him for sure. Yeah, so mm-hmm. um, I would, uh, I would just advise uh, just hang tight on Josh Jacobs. But I think he comes back. I think he comes back this week. 
Um, I don't even remember who they even they're, they're facing the Dolphins, so mm-hmm. I think they're at home too. Yeah, they're at home because Daniel they says are he's in Daniel the Death Star. Yes, Daniel supposedly says he's going to the game. Um, we'll see if he get doesn't get kicked out of uh, oh, Vegas yeah. first. Mm, hold on to your beer. Hold on to your beer. Don't throw it up in the air. God, remember checkouts at eleven. Checkout is at eleven. Please tip your housekeepers and your waitresses. Uh, waivers. So we'll cover waivers. Um, oh my gosh. Um, yes. waivers. I didn't feel like there. I felt there were slim pickings this week. Obviously, the two major priority ads I think were a Cordell Patterson, the backup to Mike Davis. Twelve dollars to Frank. And then the B one would be I would I would think would be KJ Osborne. Five dollars uh, to Frank. Who was a who's a wide receiver three in a Minnesota offense that's been that seems to like to throw to a third wide receiver now because they they they, they that would have been someone like an Irv Smith Jr. or a Kyle Rudolph in years past. But Kyle Rudolph off to New York, go be a giant, have fun. Irv Smith Jr. injured preseason, not coming back this year, so. I, I can see them be this being a viable thing. You, we just have to see it to believe it as to whether or not it can be a real thing. Well, here. I, we, I think they're in gonna, Seattle. I think they're going to go with more two tight end sets when they get uh, Chris Herndon back back up and ready. I mean, they remember they just made a trade for him. This is a run first team, um, so I think the first two weeks. Uh, I think if you take away that touchdown, um, the long touchdown from KJ Osborne, we're not talking about KJ Osborne at all. I get that absolutely sixty four yards in the first quarter. And that was at a time when Dalvin Cook was not sitting on the sideline hurt. He did go out for a little bit yeah. last week, if, if lest we forget. And I feel like, no, we can't poo-poo on Alexander Madison because we've seen what he can do when Cook is out. But I don't know. I, I don't I, – yeah, Cook had gotten 20 rushes each week the last two weeks. The snap percentage is surprisingly lower than I expected for a Dalvin Cook, but he's still churning out points. I haven't looked at Dalvin Cook's uh, snap percentages. Give me one moment to take a look. He had 71% last week, got six catches for 43 yards in week one against Cincinnati. And then last week against Arizona, they pounded it with him, 22 carries, 77% snaps, 131 rushing yards. So a more prototypical Dalvin Cook run through you sort of performance instead of catching it out of the backfield. Well, and so and typically when his career with Minnesota, he's been kind of he's been pretty much the eighty percent to sixty four percent. So he's still within that range. So right, they'll still spell him every so often with Madison Abdullah, uh, guys like that, um, to to the point where it is still a little bit more run first. But I don't think you can trust a Tyler Conklin right now. Only eight targets over in his first two weeks total. I, I don't think that's the I, I, again. I I. I I can see where KJ Osborne is the smarter play 15 versus eight. Mathematically, it seems like a better option. Again, it's not very, it, he's probably not getting the air charts. Like as we talked about Cortland Sutton's getting, but he's when he's out there, he is making the most of those plays. Another big happy with that surprise with in the waivers was a uh, like Felton, that. the Felton kid from oh, Cleveland. I, I um, $15. I mean, uh, he was on the he's on the the field for three snaps. He scored one touchdown. I know. Or scored. He had two catches for fifty-one yards and a touchdown. And he's a kick returner. I know. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know how much more he play he can get with Landry out. I mean, yeah, three weeks. We didn't cover that either. That, that's a minimum three weeks for his MCL. Yeah, I think it's gonna be like three to six. More closer to six. Uh, because of uh, Cleveland's, it has a long season. They have Odell coming back, so Odell will probably play this Hopefully. week, and he'll probably look like vintage Odell Beckham Jr. And we're all gonna go, my God, Odell's back! Uh, everyone buy the shares of Odell Beckham Jr. again. Yeah, absolutely. So, one hundred percent on that. Uh, hopefully, he is. He's he's hinting he's coming back. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna come back, but. I'm, I won't wait to see it till I believe it because if not, it's going to make Cleveland season feel like it's a marathon even more uh, with the likes of Rashard Higgins, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Anthony Schwartz as your top receiving options. You know, yeah. I'd probably get, give them more run to Kareem Hunt running 
out into the slot and making a couple of catches more than any of those guys. That's just me. So if Odell doesn't go this week, which I think he does, but if Odell doesn't go, who is the wide receiver one in Cleveland? They really like the Schwartz kid, but he only plays out of the slot. Higgins has the most clout in terms of the fact that he's been with that offense for so long. Um, so I'd say it's probably Landry one, not Landry, excuse me, Higgins one. Peoples Jones on the opposite side as the Y, and then in the slot you'd have Schwartz. Yep, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Donald Peoples Jones. DPJ. That's what I'm going with, but I could be wrong once again. It's okay. Let's learn from being wrong. Like like bidding seven dollars on Max Williams. We have to learn by being wrong, don't we, Daniel? Hmm. Seven catches for ninety-four. How many catches did he have in week one? Zero. Zero. And yes, it's a Minnesota defense that you can clearly run all over and pass all over. Um, I don't think this is something that maybe he gets another repeat performance in week three against Jacksonville. Who knows? But there's just too many mouths to feed in Arizona to make this feel like this could be sustainable. Um, I, I would have stayed away from Max Williams. I would have considered that a one week fluke. I love to be wrong on that because if anyone needs more help from the tight end position, I feel like it should be Daniel. Zach Ertz didn't do, is out with COVID. <laughs> and now he's trusting on Max Williams mm-hmm. to bring him to the promised land. I just, you're, again, you're better off going to the double down this week and get some ash juice. I'm just, you'll know when you'll get there. It, it's eye opening. It, it's a rite of passage. It'll turn you into a man and your whole life will turn around. It's going to be great. Can't wait to hear about it. Can't wait. Sure, Mark um, Andrews is nice, but you know, I, you didn't draft him. You drafted Mike. Let's Sitz. let's you know what says because this was a debate that I got there. Sorry that Daniel didn't want to talk about. Let's Uh-oh. go. Ahead, let's go ahead. I mean, they're going off. We're going off the Cedar Advance. Let's name uh, the top seven. We'll give because we have two elite. We have two elite tight ends, which we know of Kelson Waller. So give us the five, no particular order, or that are set it and forget it uh, tight ends each week. Because, you know, in Las Kelsey Vegas, Waller. they do love the number seven. We say one, would you say one Kelsey Waller, too? I think we're unanimous on that. It's like one and one A, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But those two. Three for me, and kudos to you for having him. One, TJ Hawkinson in Detroit. He is the only viable pass-catching option that plays out from the wide positions or on the line for that Detroit offense. Terrell Williams had a concussion was out last week. So you could, you could see a lot more of the work go to Hawkinson whenever they did throw it. Um, after that, I'm going Kittle. I, again, for the, for the potential, I'm with you. Kittle should be the one that comes in at four. Yes. I'm with you there. Um, Gronk. And it's weird to say Gronk at five. But I think I'm right there at Gronk at five because of how much work he's getting. You have Maybe. to go. You have to go Gronk at Gronk at uh, Gronk. Uh, I would. So I go Kels Waller, Hawkinson, Kittle, then Andrews, then Gronk because just Gronk is just. I know. You get. You just get so much more work with Andrews with because of just the depleted running back situation. Yeah, but they haven't been going to him. Only they ten did, targets did. so far. They did in the week two. They did, but I, I feel like that that they, that should have been a lot higher. Five targets in back to back weeks. I mean, he caught all of them this week to his credit. But you 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 you're wanting so much more out of that. Of course, you do. A guy like that, so high. I just I don't know. I don't know. Um, I I gave you Gronk at five. Um, I'll put Andrew six. And yeah, also actually put Noah Fant at seven because outside of Cortland Sutton, there's re- I don't really think there's a ton else to throw to in Denver. Yes, Tim Patrick had a nice game because Jacksonville can't stop anybody either. I think you're gonna see more of the same against the New York Football Jets in Week Three. Um, but I like the upside of Fant when he's healthy, so I'll put him there at seven. Nope, I got Logan Thomas at seven. I, um, I can see why you do that. I, I get that. I like the hundred percent, hundred percent snap, hundred percent snap rate, uh, both yep. weeks. Um, with a depleted, uh, with Heineke, who's been looks for um, Logan Thomas a little more. 
compared mm-hmm. to Mr. Fitzpatrick. So I feel like uh, Logan Tom, and I feel like also Washington's going to be throwing a lot this year because they just, yep. I don't know. It's just Nor- Scott Turner. Norv Turner's kid is just an idiot. Um, so to, Daniel, to Daniel's effect, if you would have gotten one of these seven, these one of the, one of these, I would say, even say eight players between Fant to oh, Logan I Thomas. For one of them. So I, didn't, I can't make a claim saying I drafted smart. Um, but getting one of these better. people makes it a lot better for you later on. So you don't have to worry about, Oh, who do I, who do I pick up this week? But anyways, um, now we're getting a little, we're going getting off topic. Let's talk um, about week three, week three, numero trace. The third week is up. Um, you can go ahead and start us off. Cause I got the matchup of the week between yourself and Mr. Clark Henderson. Okay. I mean, I have choice thoughts about my matchups that you've asked me to talk about. Which, 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 I'll start with, you know, I guess we'll start with you. Okay. And on me. Um, 2-0, and Broidman Heintes versus the 1-1 and Glorious Until Victorious. Uh, boys in the Desert do give the commissioner uh, a five and a half point, uh, or my, no, my maths are awful, a six point uh, road advantage uh, i think that's mostly because of the ru- running back core that is joe mixon and ezekiel elliott slightly stronger than a nick chubb cfz and one damian harris who destroyed the new york jets and their fan base in one play um like always uh, that that was demoralizing for jets fans to watch i'm sure um hawkinson is a better option than higby who pretty much no call no showed last week um you got to think Antonio Brown's going to get a little bit more play. Um, and you, you're just banking on James Robinson returning to fantasy relevance, Frank. So good luck with that. Um, I feel like that Matt's going to continue to trust the process, trust what he's got on his roster. Uh, and it's going to this time give him a victory. Um, I, I'm, I think you can Hope that Tony Pollard doesn't outscore your starter again against a Philly defense that seems okay. Just okay. Again, they're, they're not world beaters, but they, they showed up against the Falcons offense that's terrible in week one. And then in week two, uh, they had a kind of a whoopsie performance in my mind. Um, but they didn't kind of, they didn't give up a ton of points. That's what was really weird. They didn't give up a ton of points as a defense when they dealt um oh my god i can see the team i can see the look oh geez who the f- oh we too philly they they played san francisco thank you because of all mm-hmm. the injuries san francisco had i'm like wait you don't know who showed up because of all the injuries with san francisco <laughs> that's why i'm like wait a minute he wasn't there and that running back wasn't there and brand Ayuk didn't show up again wait what 49ers showed up i don't even know but yeah, again, one of those things where I feel like this is a get-right game for Matt after a loss, a two-and-one for both sides when the weekend is done. Perfect. That's a, a matchup between two one-and-one teams between the tits and the swamp balls. Um, boys in the desert, how much have I got? Oh, I'd say fourteen big, point favorite big for Matt Stanton. Matt Stanton. I think that's because of just Lamar's coming is playing Detroit. And McCaffrey's playing Houston. McCaffrey's gonna get a lot of work against Houston. They're not that good. Um, oh. Herbert gonna, is gonna go against KC. Um, I I don't think that's a slouch defense to kind of uh, to not. I think Herbert's gonna have to play a, a top game to win that to win that matchup and to be fantasy relevant. Um, fourteen point projection, fourteen and a half point projection for Kenny Galladay against Atlanta. I don't even know if that's even possible. No, it's not possible, even though it's against Atlanta, but. Um, <laughs> Get, get, as as a get to it. Fan, I'm like, is that even real? I don't even think that's going to happen. Across the board, the Swamp Balls have a really good, all really good matchups. Yep. All depends if Kenyon, if uh, if uh, what's his face is going to play or not. Jacobs, um, Jacobs, if he's going to play or not. If he doesn't play, he's going to have to play Hunt, which we talked about Hunt earlier about getting better and better work. Um, yep. With more injuries to Cleveland, uh, I'll go with the Swamp Balls here. Um, I think it's going to be a little closer than 14, but. I think they're going to pull it out just do just based on the fact that the Caffrey's going to probably have a monster game. Yep. 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 Um, 
I think I'm supposed to talk about Alan and Harry, am I not? Yeah, so say something nice about each. I'm each supposed part, to say something team. nice. That, that's, that's what's, uh, well, okay. You, you guys, um, one has a team name. There we go. There's what I'm going to talk about nice about. Alan, get a fucking team name. It's not that hard, man. I mean, we've been asking folks to get a team name. You, you know this is not news. Uh, it's more fake news, truly, because it really doesn't matter what the fuck your team name is. But anyway, just get a name. God. Um, could I see another 200 burger out of Allen? No. I, I, I think that was a... I think Aaron Jones is going to have a slight return to earth in the Sunday night matchup against San Francisco. I think that defense is going to show up. Um, a lot of trust in Chase Edmonds. Um, hopefully that pays off again. But I, I feel like this could be a surprise Harry week. Um, I feel like matchups actually flow a little bit better towards Harry. But you've got to hope Jonathan Taylor puts up double-digit fantasy points. Uh, he didn't do that in week two um, against the Rams. And Tennessee is a defense where you can get right. So let, let's hope Jonathan Taylor is, is worth all the draft pedigree that everyone believes he is. I'm going to go with uh, the team with the name flying even higher. Who didn't even start his $100 man last week. And he probably won't even do it this week. Um, so Harry, uh, I will vote for Harry in an upset. Matt, did you zone out again? No, I'm not zoned out. I was listening. The, uh, okay. the boss so was who, asking who, who, me a question. Do <laughs> you have a question for me? No, the boss, was, the boss was asking a question. Oh. Oh. Noted. I, I mean, I could talk about a third matchup. Uh, uh, yeah, I go ahead. I'll, I'll go ahead and do Daniel and Andrew. Okay. Um, Tim. Uh, Daniel, Daniel and Andrew. Um, okay. Daniel, uh, pretty much here, um, is just man. He's just been like almost like his brother. Owen to start. I mean, I think they flip teams this year. Usually, he starts pretty hot, but um, I think uh, I think Daniel goes zero and three this week. Andrew does pull out a win, goes a two and one. Um, matchups are great. I think Tampa Bay is going to try to make a point to stop Cooper Cup. Um, I think this is going to be a more of a Robert Woods week. Um, I think Tannehill against Indy is going to have a okay game because, but I think they're going to run all over. Uh, I think they're going to make it a point to run the ball a lot more. Um, kind of get back to the old school uh, Tennessee kind of st- kind of style. Mouth. Yes. Um, you, we just saw what Derrick Henry just did to Seattle. Um, I could see Dalvin Cook doing the same, if not better uh, to Seattle. So Seattle's going to have to stop that big time if they want to win. D hop is going against Jacksonville. Holy crap. That could be like a three touchdown game for D hop. Um, but to get to, to get to the end of it, um, I think uh, Andrew pulls out the win here. Daniel goes to win three and he's going to have to be, he's going to be in the panic Alex mode. Oh, I don't, I, 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 that's sweet of you to think of me in such a way. I, I really appreciate that. Panic You're welcome. Alex mode. Oh God. Just trade away by, uh, you know, top picks and uh you know hope that cam newton rides into the sunset as hey always. at the point right now it looks like we might be getting some uh we might be getting a cam newton sighting sometime soon with all these injuries oh god it's the last thing this league needs um i guess i'm supposed to talk about tim and austin yeah go ahead all right um austin i'm gonna be kind and and, and not say you're going to get killed that badly. Uh, but it, it's not going to be fun. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to be fun. Um, watching your team trot out there. No Josh Jacobs or a half effective Josh Jacobs. Didn't really go out on the waiver wire to go for a Corderell Patterson or the KJ Osborne's. I mean, it's it's not like you've spent a hundred dollars so far this year and don't have anything to spend. I'm I'm pretty certain you've only spent all of well three dollars so far on the waiver wire. You have the most waiver capital available to you and the biggest need. Two hundred fifty points through two matches. It's not the lowest in the league. That that distinction does belong to our 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 good friend Daniel. Well done, sir. Um, but. The, the injuries are mounting. 
the quality is not showing up for your beloved fins. And I believe you're going to be brought to task uh, by Tim's bathroom bouncers. It could be, and I, and I don't want to, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but they're not a number week. Tim's gonna win. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've said this before, and I've been horribly wrong, but I really feel like this could be it. I feel like Tim could win an odd number week for once. So let's go, Tim. <laughs> let's win an odd number week. <laughs> Okay, now we get to go to the matchup of the week, which is the Cobra Kylers versus the Mid-Florida Muppets. Uh, The Mid-Florida Muppets are a three-point road dog uh, versus the Cobra Kylers. Um, Cobra Kyler is having a phenomenal matchup. He's going to have to start Mike Davis um, because Darrell Henderson is not going to play. Uh, I do not feel like that's going to be a phenomenal matchup for you. Once again, the thing comes into play. Who is going to be your running back too? And we're still trying to figure that out. The roulette uh, wheel, man. I love it. So you're just honestly probably, you probably just are waiting for one of the starting running backs um, to go down and for the full season injury and then betting all your money on a backup running back to be your RP2. Because Melvin Gordon is not being it. And either, I mean, Jamal Williams, you're just like, okay, what's going to happen? And then Ronald Jones, is he going to fumble in the first quarter and not get any run? That's kind of where you're at with that. Um, <laughs> it also come that, to, it's all going to come mean, down to news. It's all going to come down to your RB2. If your RB2 could put up uh, 11 points or not. Um, but everything else is, I think uh, there's a get right game for Ty- Tyree Kill, even though he is going to go against uh, the Chargers, who have a, a very good secondary. Uh, right now better than people in that actually believe so yes i agree aj brown man we're who is this aj brown this is not the same aj brown we saw last year so but i think that's to do with Tannehill. um sorry dude i'm gonna make this easy for you i think uh <clears throat> i think cobra kyler wins um based on i think jamar chase is gonna have a great great game i think uh goddard's gonna have a great game because there's going to be no uh, Ertz to share to share the ball with. Um, Najee's going to get a good run against Cincinnati because there's no uh, Deontay Johnson. I think he benefits with a lot more uh, pass work out of the backfield. Um, and Devontae Adams is going to have a just a phenomenal game against that depleted San Francisco secondary. Well, hang on. I, I mean, Ertz was I, – I, he, he's tested positive as of Monday. We heard that. Um, he might be able to get cleared because it's a Monday night matchup against Dallas. It's possible. I'm not I'm not counting on it, but they didn't really use the tight end. Harris has not used the tight end so far since he's been the starter. I feel like for as a whole, the performances have been somewhat down for both Goddard and Ertz uh, compared to what we used to see with Carson Wentz. I don't know. I think it's early. Um, but you don't want anyone to see getting time missed for COVID any weeks. Um, I think I, I, I know I'm waiting for someone else to get hurt on my team in order to succeed. And I feel like, uh, Clark's waiting on the same thing for a Philly, Philly tight end. One has to loop this time in order for the other one to be really the, the workhorse the bell and one, or one traded. Yeah. Like he hoped he would have in the, in the preseason, right? Mr. Ertz. Yeah. Yeah, and then but then he uh, he <clears throat> he spun back his comment says he wants to retire <clears throat> retire in Philly. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, I think that I think the Cobra Kyler's go get to three and zero. I think they're going to be the only undefeated team left after this week. Um, but I also think okay. I I well no no because uh, we have Pinto. Pinto's going to probably win his matchup. We thought right? I can't remember. No, he doesn't have a team name. Harry's going to win. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> so, solid, yeah, I think analysis. I think uh, Cobra Kyler's going to be the only undefeated team left. I think the only winless team left is going to be – or the only winless team is going to be Daniel. Daniel! And then everyone else is going to be either one and two or two and one. And then we're going to see a panic from Alex when he doesn't win in week four against nope. his, uh, against a matchup against – I don't even know who he's going to face. In week I am four. playing Harry in week four. Yep, Harry's going to come for revenge with Elijah Mitchell. Oh, can't wait. 
can't but wait. That's kind of um, get, get so, into that part of it. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I, I checked the old uh, mailbox. Uh, we had a couple of messages, so we'll play those um, for, for everyone. And uh, I, we'd love for you to, of course, share yours. We will once again post in the league chat the ability for you to share your voice message with us. And please, if you ever wanted to join us for an episode of the Glorious Fantasy Football League podcast, we record usually on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. If you really want to be involved with that, shoot us a message privately, either through Sleeper, through text, by whatever means. Hell, the Pony Express probably still is around, so use them if you really needed to, to let us know that you'd like to come on and talk about your fantasy football league team. Whether it was in, hopefully, mostly in this league. We don't want to hear about your other leagues because they're all probably terrible. Um, probably this one's even about the same. But yes, please come talk to us. Because Matt, I love talking to you, dude. But I, I, I like having a third wheel. Um, and that's just the weirdness that is more the third wheel. I guess it's more fun that way. Um, but yeah. A fucking 50 burger from Derrick Henry. Holy crap. I got annihilated this weekend by Tim. Well, good on you, Tim. At least you got a win. Not going to go 0-16 or 0-17 this year. So good for you. But we will recover.
I got a question for you. I know that uh, my my dumb bears sir, uh, starting Andy Dalton each week. I don't understand that. Uh, I really wish they'd start this Justin Fields kid. Uh, can you can you just let me know if I, if I'm holding on to someone like Darnell Mooney? Uh, is he going to be better off with Justin Fields throwing him to football, or or should uh, or should I try to cut bait on Darnell Mooney and uh, uh, look for something better? Uh, just uh, really, really, I don't know why I start so many Chicago guys. Uh, I, I Cole Komet is really just—he's driving me up a wall, man. He—he he could be the next great, great tight end in the league, like, like Jimmy Graham in his prime. Oh my gosh! Anyway. Uh, uh, I hope uh, everything's okay, uh, and I hope y'all are well. Uh, these masks are still killing me. I, I don't know why I have to keep wearing these things. Uh, I, I'm too afraid of needles, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, I hope you're well. And, uh, again, this is Mark from Chicago IL. Gentlemen, this is Paul from the Bronx. No. I am calling because it, it's it's just fucking gridlock here on the LIE. I'm, I'm just sitting here. So glad to hear your podcast again, as I sit through traffic each day. It makes the traffic seem worth it. I don't understand. I don't know where these people keep driving to. I thought we were still in this lockdown. But I guess uh, we're going back to normal. At least here in New York. Uh, anyway, um, Mike Giants. I don't understand. How the fuck is Daniel Jones the best rusher on the New York football giants right now? Why can't Saquon run the ball? I don't get it. It's just an anomaly to me. I, I'm just so frustrated. So fucking frustrated. I'm sobbing. I'm just... Oh, I don't understand it. I just want Saquon to be the Saquon of old. And I'm sure you guys do too. It's, it's, we want our players to be great and to do well and to be healthy. That's all we want. But why does Saquon have to be just, I don't know, so babysat, I guess is the word I'm thinking of. We're babysitting him. We got to take the, take the diapers off and let him, let him shit everywhere. I don't know. Anyway, um, I just want, uh, I just want my Giants to come back to, to relevance again, like in the Tom Coughlin days. Yeah, those are the law and order days. That's what I like. Anyway, uh, I hope you're well. Uh, I, I'm glad you guys uh, got your podcast going again, and, uh, and uh, we'll hopefully talk again soon. Thanks, guys. Well, anyways, let's go ahead and get the end this, end this quickly, um, but... This is Matt, the commish. That's Alex, the mush. Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next week, and good luck in all of your leagues. We're pros. We're pros.